You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So we are in the second week of our Celebrate Christmas series. Again, I want to thank Pastor Mike for for, uh, sharing uh, uh, last Sunday and starting out with a message that we talked, Celebrate Joy. Uh, We're looking at different ways that we celebrate Christmas. And uh, we learned last week, and I'm pretty sure that Pastor Mike shared, that true joy was birthed when Jesus was born. That's when the the, the true joy was uh, birthed. personified uh, when Jesus was born. And the angel in Luke's gospel, the angel said these words. He says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy, not only joy, but great joy for some people. Only Mexicans will have joy when Jesus comes because with Christmas comes menudo. Tamales. Mexicans always have something to unwrap because we have tamales, right? No, it says it'll bring great joy for all the people. And when we think about how important that is, it's worth celebrating. Good news is always worth celebrating. And that should be the premise of when you invite people to church, you need to tell them it's good news. You're not going to be judged. You're not going to be looked upon like if there's something wrong with you. You're going to be loved. And Jesus is about good news. Here's what you need to realize, and, and I told uh, the Kearney campus this, uh, and I want for you guys to, to note this. Uh, you can even write it down. The birth of Jesus is not fake news. It's not bad news. It's not irrelevant news. It's good news. And this good news is reliable Because it did not come through a human news agency. In fact, this news will not leave you talking back to the television. Some of you guys are watching Fox, CNN, and all these different agencies. And all you do is talk talk back, you idiot. I hear it in my own house. You know, this good news of, of Jesus being born is not going to leave you Upset is going to leave you with, with the, the reality that, that it's, it's wonderful. Here's the thing. The, 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 the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ changed humanity forever. Our world is a different place because of Jesus. And we get to, we get to share that with, with our loved ones. We get to share that with with. Uh, with ourselves, we get to internalize just how wonderful it is, and our outlook on Christmas begins to change. Christmas becomes more than just about presents, but you need to know that Pastor James loves presents. <laughs> I love everything about Christmas. I love the lights, because it says Jesus is the light of the world, right? I love the, the Christmas trees, because they're ever, you know, they're evergreen trees, and it tells us that His life is continuous, and we have life continuous because of him. And then we have the presence that we talk about, and I love him. And so just so you know this, this is a note you can take. 
my address is 923 Fifth Avenue, Salmon Hall, AZ 85631, if you want to send me a present. You know, nothing, nothing major, nothing major. It helps us to have a positive outlook on life, which is filled with hope. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Hope comes from God. And, and, and hope is, a, is this word, elpis, in Greek. It's, it's, it's the desire of some good with an expectation of obtaining it. It's desire for something good with an expectation of obtaining it. And it builds trust in, and confidence in someone. It builds faith in something. And here's the thing, we don't have hope for the bad things in our lives. Anyone hoping for bad things to happen? We're coming to the end of the year. Anyone hoping that, you know, next year, first of the year, when you do your taxes, you're going to have to pay $5,000? Anyone hoping for that? We're hoping that somehow, some way, you're not going to have to pay or, or whatever, you know, you, anyone hoping that, that, you know, one of your kids is going to make mistakes? And, and no, we're hoping for, for, for good Wonderful things, and, and this hope, especially when it's, when it's derived on God, it develops trust, it develops confidence, and that's why God is the greatest object of hope that we could ever have. That's why Jesus Christ at Christmas is so vital to our lives, because he is filled with hope. So you might be here today, and you're facing circumstance, or circumstances that seem hopeless. You may, you may be here in your relationship that, that you're in seems hopeless. It's, it's failing. You're in the right place. Because today God's going to offer you hope through this message. And so I want to talk about, uh, you know, I want to talk about three different things. But here, here's what we're going to look at. Let's celebrate Christmas by unwrapping the hope which is found in Jesus Christ. Here, here, we're going to have a lot of things under the tree, and, and you're going to unwrap a lot of things, but why don't we start today by unwrapping Jesus and the hope that we have in him? And I'm going to get really nitty-gritty. I'm, I'm going to talk about things. I'm going to talk about some things in my own life, hopeless things where I've been, and I'm going to talk about, you know, where we're at as, as, as people in this world and talk about how the truth of God will change our life. And I want to start by this. Here's, here's your points, okay? The first thing is we unwrap the good hope. Paul wrote to the church in, in Thessalonica in, in uh, 2 Thessalonians. He says this. He said this. Now, he said, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself the, and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal comfort. I could stop right there. He hasn't given us temporary comfort. He's given us eternal comfort. No matter what you have faced this year, Jesus gave us a promise. He'll comfort you through whatever you've gone through. No matter what you're going to face next year, no matter what you're going to face till the end of your life, it's eternal comfort. He doesn't stop right there. He says, he loved us and he gave us eternal comfort and good hope by grace. In other words, you didn't earn this hope. This, this expectancy of something good, it's, 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 it's a good hope. And what you find in every facet of life, and I want you to think about your life. In our lives, there's always three things. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
In fact, we should probably write a movie. We should make a movie about that. Every, every aspect of our lives, there's, there, you, you'll find uh, there's, there's good, there's bad, and there's, there's ugly. Relationships come with the good, the bad, and the ugly. In our families, we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. At, at our jobs, uh, we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. In our schools, we have this element, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and even in churches where there's not supposed to be anything bad and anything ugly, because there's people involved, we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you guys may be looking up here saying, yeah, pastor, and you're the ugly. <laughs> so so let's, let's, let's look at these three and break them down, because there's, there's good hope, there's bad hope, and there's ugly hope. And I've seen that in my life. I've seen it lived out in my life. Good hope always has Jesus at the center of your life. Let's read that again. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16. May, now may our Lord Jesus Christ, what does it say? Himself. In other words, he's there. He's present. And God the Father, who has loved us and given us eternal comfort and good hope, by grace. You see, it's through our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father that we find good hope. And this hope comes uh, uh, with eternal comfort. This hope is not dependent on your effort, but it's founded on grace. In other words, this hope that God gives doesn't come only when you're doing good. It comes even when you're doing bad. It doesn't come when you're thinking the right way. It even comes when you're thinking the wrong way. Because it's by grace. The baby in the manger who would grow up and accomplish everything we could never do. What we need to realize about Jesus is that he came and became just like us. He knows our pain. He knows our, our difficulties. He knows abandonment. He knows hurt. He knows strife. And the good hope of God, it comforts us in the most difficult times. It, 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 it's this hope that imputes grace into our lives. In other words, it's, it's just given to us. Why? Because Jesus is at the very center of this hope. And as long as you have Jesus at the very center of every, everything that you're hoping for, can I tell you something? If you're hoping for a relationship and you put Jesus at the center, it's going to be good. If you're hoping for a family and you keep Jesus at the center, it's going to be good. Here's the thing. is Outside of Jesus, I blow it in my family. I blow it in my marriage. If I don't have Jesus at the center, you know, I hope for things that I shouldn't be hoping for. Because there's a bad hope. And here's the bad right here. Bad hope always has Jesus at a distance. I want a good family. But I don't want too much God involved. In other words, I got this. I got this. I can do it, God. And I'll call you when I need you. I can raise my kids, and, and I, don't, I don't need too much God. I want, I want you to be there when I call, but I don't need you all the time. You know, I, I, I hope my family grows up to be these successful, uh, wealthy people, but, but, you know, God, I've got this. You know, I'm hoping for success, 
Let's think about success. But Jesus, I'm going to leave you at the gate or the door of my office. I'm going to leave you at the gate of my job. I'm, you know, if I work at, at, at um, you know, this big organization, I'll just leave you at the gate. You don't need to come in because I got this. In fact, I'll call you when I'm desperate. And a lot of people have this hope. I hope I'm successful, but we leave God out. We leave Jesus out. Do you, do you, are you a Christian? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, where's Jesus in your life? You know, he's out there somewhere. Bad hope. Oh, let's talk about marriage real quick. You know, I, I, God, I'm hoping for just a wonderful marriage, and, uh, um, uh, and I'll call you if I need help. Um, in fact, Lord, I'm going to have you as part of our ceremony because I want some good scripture in there. In the ceremony, you know, love is kind. And, and, and I really want where it says, uh, wives, be subject to your husbands. I want that part. Uh, but I don't want the part where it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Let's not put the gave himself up for her. And, you know, I just want you to be there, but, but you know, just enough, Right? I want you in my marriage, but uh, stay out of my bedroom, Lord. I, I don't want you there because I, 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 I got this. Stay out of my phone. I don't want you in my phone. You know, I, let me look at the things that I'm going to look at because I got this. And bad hope, bad hope always takes its eyes off of Jesus. Amen? I hope I'm successful and I can do it myself. I hope that I, my, my, my family does well, but I can do it myself. I don't, need, I don't need too much God. I hope that my marriage is good, but I can do it myself. And you take your eyes off of Jesus. And the writer of Hebrews, he said this. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders. The word there, encumbrance. Let us, let us take off every encumbrance. That means even good things that are, that are taking us away from our purposes with God. And the sin that so easily entangles. And then it says, and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us when we fix our eyes on Jesus because he's the author or the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. And so we think about this bad hope that we can all get involved in. And I've been there and I, it's very easy to get entrapped into it. It's I want God in my life, but only a little bit of God in my life. And I'm going to determine how much God I want in my life. And think about where Christmas gets to without having Jesus as a fulfillment of everything in our life. It gets very materialistic. It gets very much about me. And not about Jesus. And then there's the ugly hope. And none of you guys in here have the ugly hope. That's probably second service. <laughs> or, you know, the copper basin. And the ugly hope has God completely out of the equation. Now, I'm talking to someone here today. Maybe in the podcast, maybe you're going to be listening on the podcast, maybe you're in here today, and God has not ever been a part of your equation. In other words, Jesus is not there. And you're hoping for things that can actually wreck your life. 
you're hoping for things that, that you're not seeing it right. You're, I, hope that, I hope that I can get with her. I hope that I can get with him. I, hope, and, and I don't care if they're married. I'm hoping that it's going to work out. And those things happen. And that's ugly hope. Or I'm hoping that, you know, I'm hoping for the weekend to get here because I'm just going to go out there. I'm not going to say I'm going to get trashed, but I'm going to put it on like Donkey Kong, <laughs> you know. And you're hoping for this because you had a hard week. You worked so hard. You know, you deserve it. You're hoping, hey, I'm going to escape. I'm escaping from this, from this week, man. I've worked hard. All people want everything from me. I'm going to live it up for me. You know, I remember, and I haven't shared this, and I'm going to share something about my life. I ran it by my wife before I even, even did this last night because it's so, it's things that we don't talk about. And I remember uh, before I gave my life to, to Jesus, Shauna and I had gone home to New Mexico. So this is 30 you know, 30 years ago, if not, maybe about 28 years ago, around there. And Sean and I had gone home to New Mexico, and, 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 and I, my, hope that I was gonna, my hope was for me to go there and just party. And, and I had gone out partying without her, and that was my first mistake. I know you guys have never done this before. And I had gone out partying and, 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 and I, all day, all night, and, and my dad... He, he, he found me, and I, I'll never forget this. He got, into, he got in on our car, and at that time, we had a, we had, remember, we had a Corvette, you know? And, 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 my, and my dad got in the car, and he, and he, he pleaded with me. He, he begged me, and he yelled at me. He, he went from, from a, from a uh, counselor to a kind of a police officer to... to uh, to this uh, warden saying, you need to come home. His hope was that I would come to my senses and make the right choice. But how many of you know that ugly hope makes no sense? How many of you know that ugly hope makes no sense? And, and it doesn't matter what anyone says. It doesn't matter what anyone tells you. It's, it's, you're hoping, and you're surrounded with this cloud, and, and I, I, I made one of the worst choices of my life that weekend. I hurt my family. I disgraced myself. I didn't know God, and I can make all the excuses in the world. The reality is that, 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 that this hopeless uh, uh, choice, this, this ugly hope destroyed me. For that season, it destroyed my, my relationship with my wife. It destroyed my kids. It destroyed everything about us. My life became hopeless because it's ugly hope. My days became darker by, by the minute. It, I, I was thinking about this. I hadn't thought about this in so many, so many years because thank the Lord that he washes these things clean. And, and, and Sean, I was thinking about this as I was putting this together. It's the only, not only did I mess up. I could say a lot of different words about what I did over there. So, so wrong. I drove back alone and broken. And in my only, the only speeding ticket, I probably should have a lot more, but the only speeding ticket that I've ever received was that coming back home. So it just, it just compounded. And I was thinking about this and my, my, my uh, you know, my hopeless 
and, and, and my darkness became more depressing by the day. And, and you may be in here today, and you're there. And it became darker and, 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 and more uh, just despairing until the good hope of God spoke into the darkest time in my life. And it spoke into my, the darkest time of my life with a glimmering light of Jesus Christ that tomorrow would be better because of him. Now, I know that you guys have never messed up like that. You know, Paul wrote to Timothy these sentiments. He said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And he said, and I'm the worst. And I don't know about you, but when you come into the presence of, of God, when you come to that place of, of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you recognize yourself as the worst of sinners. You take off your attention, you take off the attention of everybody else, and you just let the Lord begin to work on you, and you say, look at me, the sinner. You stop saying, I, I'm not as bad as... I'm not as bad as Becky. Who would ever say that? <laughs> I'm not as bad as this person. You say, you know what? Look at me, the sinner. You see, ugly hope does ugly things to our lives. But bad hope is not too much different. Amen? Bad hope disguises itself like religious until you have the good hope of God. And the good hope says, I'm going to put Jesus right at the center. I am going to allow for him to change my life. Can I tell you that God brought somebody here today to offer you the good hope of Jesus Christ and replace the ugly in your life? God did. And see, it, 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 the hope of God just continues to, it continues to just un, unwrap. It continue, there's so much more to it. Number two, you need to unwrap the living hope. This is what Peter told his readers. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a what? To a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Not only is the hope of Jesus good, it's alive. It's not a dead-end road. It's not a dead-end hope. Some of you guys have family situations. You think, I, I can't do it. I can't believe what, what, what I'm going through right now. If you have the hope of God, it's alive. It never ends. It never dies. Every person, every person who trusts in Jesus, every person who unwraps the hope that he provides, not only at Christmas, but every day of the year is filled with a living hope. Can I tell you why? Because you're born again. You're alive. Your eternity doesn't start the day you die. Your eternity starts the day you believe in Jesus. So if you're in here and you're thinking, my, you know, there's no hope. There's no hope for my family. There's no hope for my marriage. There's no hope for this situation. Can I tell you, there's a living hope. 
that lives in you if you're in Christ. And no one's going to force you into this living hope. God invites you into it. No one's going to force you to follow Jesus. No one's going to force you. Think about the wise men went and found Jesus. The Magi, there's some wise men and wise women in here that today God is calling you to find Jesus, to unwrap the hope that he has for you. All my dead works, all that, that situation that happened has been replaced by the living work of Christ in me. I don't have to talk about that like, like you know, when this happened to me, it destroyed my life. And I tell you, it, it didn't destroy my life. It destroyed my season, and then Jesus saved my life. And thank the Lord that he allowed that to happen. And I, I hate the thought of it. And all of us have situations, circumstances, maybe events that we've done that we hate to think about it. But thank God that through his mercy, he let us get to that place so we could look north to him. You see, number three is just as important. You need to unwrap the blessed hope. How many of you have ever said, I'm blessed? Yeah? Or, or how many of you have prayed, Lord, bless my family. Bless my life. Blessed at its core, the meaning of it is to have God's favor. I'm blessed. I have God's favor. It can also mean happy, but, but really the word uh, makarios is a, is a Greek word. And that word, what it means is, is the favor of God. That it rests on you. When you're, when you're blessed, you're saying the favor of God, it rests on me. I have God's favor. And look at what Paul wrote to Titus. He said this, uh, and, he's, and this goes to every follower of Jesus. It says, we're looking, we are looking for the blessed hope and the uh, and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus. Now if you want to know if you want to 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 answer the question is Jesus God? It answers it right there. I'll read it again. And we're looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus. Not only is Jesus your savior, he's your God which means that there's nothing impossible for him. So when you unwrap Jesus and you unwrap his hope, you unwrap the potential of God in your life. And with God, there is nothing impossible. When you say, Lord, bless me with hope, he speaks to you and he says, I have, I sent my child. The Father says that. Father, bless me with hope. I have. I sent Jesus for you. And when you open him up, you have the blessed hope. You have the, 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 the reality that, that this life is not going to have the last word. This is a temporary dwelling place for each one of us. This is not our home. Let me tell you why. Jesus answered that question. He, right before he died, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God Trust also in me, to his disciples. In my Father's house are many 
mansions or dwelling places, and I go to prepare a place for you. Why would Jesus go and prepare a place for his, his disciples if, he, if this was our place to live? This is not our place. This is just a temporary place for us. Amen? Everything we have here is temporary. If you lost a loved one, you need to know this. That You know what? It's okay. They're in good hands with God. If we're going through some difficulty with some suffering, you need to know it's okay. We're in good hands with God. This is temporary for us. There's a blessed hope. There's God's favor on us that that this world is not going to have the last word. All the bickering, all the fighting, all the anger, and all the hatred is not going to have the last word. The last word will come through Christ. Joy to the world because of God. If you feel like giving up today, know that God wants to bless you. And that blessing comes with his favor. Here's the fourth, fourth thing, and then I'm, I'll, I'll close up with this. You unwrap the glorious hope. This is beautiful right here. Romans chapter 5. I'm going to read verse 2 and verse 4 and 5. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have what? And we're going to talk about that next week. We have peace with God through our good works. No. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, um, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. In other words, how do we stand in our good works? We stand in his grace, right? How? By faith. We believe that this baby in the manger was going to grow up and do everything perfectly that we could not do. And he was going to go to a cruel cross and die for every mistake that we've ever made so that we could have life in him and we could have complete forgiveness. And you need to understand this, that in Christ you have complete forgiveness, He said, we stand and we exalt in hope of the glory of God. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to each of us. The hope that comes from God, the glorious hope, is a forgiving hope. It's an expectation of something good and that good for you that you need to understand is no matter how you blew it this week, no matter how you blew it today, God forgives you because he loves you. The hope of God is filled with the, with the glory of God. It, 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 it's a transforming hope. And it's a hope that will never disappoint because God is always faithful. And it's super glorious because the love of God has been poured into our hearts. And our hearts, is, our hearts desperately need the love of God. Because out of the heart is what comes all the evilness of man. Right? Out of our hearts comes lies. Out of the heart comes slander. Out of the heart comes all these different things. So when God begins to pour his love into our hearts, he replaces all of that yucky stuff with his goodness. And his grace. 
And then our hope becomes good, not bad and not ugly. Now, there, there, there's someone here today or maybe many here today that, that you have been feeling hopeless. You've been feeling like if, you know, I, I, just, I just don't know if I'm going to make, make it in this, in this season because Christmas not only is a great time, it's also a very, very depressing time for a lot of people. Loneliness becomes exponential during times like this. Broken families, you know, you become desperate in times like this. And, and, and what you need to know is that there's hope that comes through Jesus. And so if you're here today and you've never unwrapped Christ and the hope that comes from him, we're going to have some time for God to do some work. And I'm going to ask the, the elders right now and, and the elders' wives if you're here. And we're going to have some prayer time. And, and, and this is just between you and God, you know. This is let, let, let God do some work. And, and maybe you're here today and you've never, you've never given your life to Jesus. And, and this is the greatest thing you could ever do, especially in the Christmas season, for you to say, I am making a choice to make Jesus Christ my Lord and my Savior, and you'll never be the same. I did that, and he changed my life completely. And I can tell you, he can change your life completely from the inside out. He's not looking to change your clothes. He's not looking to change your, 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 the way that you talk. He's looking to change your heart and to love on you and to give you his grace. So elders, come on up, if you don't mind, at this time. And, and just lead us to the throne. The Holy Spirit's going to direct you as, you as we close. And, and let him just really manifest here as we open up the, the altar for God to move in your life. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.